All right, gang, time for the Light the Lamp podcast. The trades came. The draft is ongoing, actually, as we're doing this. Brian Blessing and Cam Stewart, we did one just 48 hours ago after Seattle came in the league and said, let's see what all the wild deals are going to be, and there have been many. Before we get to the big deals, Cam, the end result, we talked about Seattle's roster the other night, but we were intrigued. Let's see what side deals they cut. They didn't cut any. They just flipped Pitlick and basically – all the other GMs said, no, I still got welts from what Vegas did to me. Here's my, here, here's my list. Take a guy and lose my phone number. Exactly. That's such a good point you bring up. Like, who wants to deal with these guys, right? It's going to be one of those situations. But I guess the whole goal of everything, Brian, you've talked about it before, being firsthand, seeing what Vegas was doing. It's pretty simple. You're not going to win your expansion year. You stockpile picks, right? Just stockpile, stockpile. Try to do all the things you can fleece teams for uh, under some good tracks contracts. I like, we talked about like some of the guys that they have that we like, you know what I mean? Like you told me you wouldn't be surprised even though Vince Dunn is an offense defenseman that they need, maybe flipping him an Eberly type. He's a veteran on a team, a lot of young guys. I told you I like geeky from Carolina at $750,000, but yeah, they didn't really do too much there, Brian, but some other teams make some big splashes today. Some huge names on the move in the NHL. Wow. 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 Well, let's figure out where to start here. Yeah. Okay, let me just rattle off a bunch. Let's start with how about Iserman? Yes. Gets old old Ned. 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 Ned he gets a starting goalie. What's Carolina doing? Here's the thing. Nedeljkovic played quite well in the playoffs, Brian. Would you not agree? It was basically a, it was a it was a go between between him and Morazic. So you have a young goaltender who's basically above average, in my opinion, already. I agree. I don't like anything that Carolina has been doing recently. I told you I didn't like them getting rid of Geeky at $750,000. I think the kid's going to be better than people anticipate. Ned is a good goalie. You saw him. He's, he had fantastic numbers. He was up for the Vesna. Hey, I love what Detroit's doing, though. That was a great move by these guys. I'll tell you, Brian, we talked about Ottawa and Detroit. It's not far, man. A few years away. They're going to have another good draft. You start to build that team, they're not going to be the uh, walkover team that everyone thinks. And i got to be honest with you, Carolina is so close, but I don't like the move for them. I, I agree with you 100%. I think Nedeljkovic, Ned was good. Very, very good and young. And he could have been like a, a stable, stable, um, you know, goaltender for that team. And they've had, you know, uh, basically they've had guys that are up and down. Mrazek gets hurt all the time. What about our boy from the Leafs, Reimer? You know what I mean? He's up and down. Like, they had a legitimate starting goaltender. I don't like it. Good on the Red Wings. Okay. So, good on Eisenman. A smart move there. Yeah. Then, I got to tell you this. All right. As, as a Sabres fan, Buffalo used to fleece. Fleece. Minnesota and Chuck Fletcher all the day. When he left and went to Philly, I said, I hope they keep him on speed dial. Well, Fletcher's at it again. He ships out Gostas Bear for cap space and second round and seven round picks. Please, please just take this guy, sends that out to Arizona. And then the day on Friday begins where Ristolainen, I told you, Will Borgen, good young uh-huh. defenseman that Buffalo was given up. People were giving Kevin Adams grief that, you know, he protected Ristolainen. He gets a defenseman hag back from the Flyers. The guy gets the 14th, which turns into the 13th pick because Arizona lost their pick. He gets the first-round pick this year, the 13th pick of the draft, 
and a second round pick in 2023. I mean, Fletcher got fleeced. No, you're right, Brian. Like initially I'm kind of thinking about you brought it, you bring it to good terms. I'm just thinking, look at the draft picks that Buffalo gets. And I'm going to tell you something, Robert Hag's not a bad defenseman. Like, you know what I mean? He's one of those guys on Philadelphia. I know they had a, 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 some problems with a couple guys back there. Ristolainen's amazing, but this is the thing about Buffalo, right? You got so many bad contracts and now, Brian, you get the extra draft picks. You know, a lot of those can turn into gems. So, hey, the Sabres, they're going to be doing a lot of stuff. You've heard the rumors about Jack Eichel too. Is this a true one, Brian, that uh, the Buffalo called Montreal and said they wanted Caulfield and Suzuki and Montreal said get bent and hung up the phone? Click. <laughs> I don't know that Buffalo – I don't know who called who. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren Dreger reported that there was a team in the East that cycled into this at the last minute, I and mean, if it was Montreal. But, I mean, honestly, if I'm Buffalo, and, you know, Canadian fans, could they can thumb their nose at it all they want. Vegas wants – or Buffalo wants four picks. They want uh, top prospects an NHL player and first round draft pick and Montreal didn't have that. So if you want Eichel, it's caught, that's the price. And they said, no, fine. But I don't, I don't think Buffalo was, I can't imagine Buffalo's calling Montreal. Uh, do you want to trade Eichel in the division? That's brain dead to begin with. Yeah, it depends for the right. Obviously Montreal is not going to give up those two guys for him, but we talked about this before, probably going to be going to a team. Yeah. What do you think? Like Anaheim LA, those seem like uh realistic destinations for a guy like Eichel? I think, I think, see, the fact that Anaheim was in the discussion and they had the third pick of the draft didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe Minnesota would still be in play. They got an incredible prospect pool. So Minnesota and the Rangers. But the thing is, the Rangers, it was supposedly Busnevich and Cheadle and Strom and whatever, and Busnevich gets traded to St. Louis for Sammy Blay. So, I don't know what the Rangers are doing. And, hey, you know what? When it's all said and done, and, and supposedly the word is finally Eichel skating, training hard, and teams were encouraged by that, Buffalo doesn't have to trade this guy. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there and you're looking at the core group that's coming in. You get the top pick of the draft in power, Dylan Cousins, Olison. There's some good young players. Looks like maybe they'll extend Allmark. Their work's still not done. You're going to be trading Sam Reinhardt. God only knows what you're getting back for him if you got what you got for risk the line. And what if Michael stayed there? I don't – it's tough. You want, you want to make $10 million? Get on the ice and shut Exactly. Up. I love C. Brian. That's exactly how I feel about it. Guy's sitting there moping while the Sabres got good at the end of the year, and this guy's nowhere to be found. So it's time for Eichel to put up or shut up. I'm kind of sick of it, actually. I know he's got to deal with some uh, – other things and uh he's you know what i mean and who knows about the surgery right brian what he's going to deal with like if he does a surgery he's a fool because those surgeries don't work it can end it, it, it can end his career right well, it, it will put it at the bare minimum it will shorten his career because mm-hmm. those fusion surgeries once you start getting hit it gets bad i whatever but that remains out there and you know what's funny cam second day of the draft sometimes teams are so laser focused on their first round pick and the second day of the draft is where the core group, the, the, the cores, NHL player for NHL player, the second day of the draft is when some really goofy stuff happens too. Yeah, uh, you're right. And it's interesting, Brian. Like, I, I don't know really what to think. And you, you talk about the, uh, the NHL draft in comparison to other drafts. Like, we know, we know these guys, some of these guys, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's, kind of, it's not like the NFL draft. Nope. Uh, it's a little more, you know, a lot of hit and miss and – a projected mock in the NHL is a hell of a lot different after the first couple of picks. Like these, these, these things can go anywhere. Like, hey, Cammie, it, it can be absolutely wild, right? Cammy, do you know how uh, 
inexact the sciences is. Oh, big time. Well, big. The deals. What was the deal that just happened? Tell you, you had Nolan Patrick, the second pick of the draft in 2017, get traded for Cody Glass, the sixth pick of the draft in 2017. We're talking three short years ago. Kids that were projected to be studs, all of a sudden they're only 22 years of age, and they need a change of scenery. And we don't know if either one of them, or both, or none, go to the next level playing with the new team. And these are the guys going. They're the can't miss guys in the top ten. You're right. We'll get and we'll get to this stuff, Brian. But I want I want to go through a couple of the trades. Like we'll get to the big one. But I just I think it's really intriguing this Vancouver Canucks Arizona Coyotes deal. I know the Coyotes are stockpiling picks, right? They get a they get the ninth overall pick tonight. They got the second rounder in 2022 and 2023. But Vancouver got Oliver Ekman Larson, a wicked defenseman, and Connor Garland, who has a huge upside, and basically got rid of Louis Erickson. Nobody likes him there. Jay Beagle, role player, and Antoine Roussel, role player. I think the Canucks did well. Don't you? Oh, listen, I think Oliver Ekman Larson, personally, I think he's overrated. Yeah. You know who's a stud? Garland. That's what I, yeah, Connor Garland. Uh, yeah, and, and the thing is, Vancouver, like, Louis Erickson's deal was horrible anyway. Like, they're getting rid of a bunch of guys. I know they're giving away draft picks, but I think that was a pretty good move. You said it. I love Connor Garland. I think he's going to be an absolute star. So, I know Vancouver, they're still probably, you know, a little bit pissed from giving Toffoli to, to Montreal and watching them go to the Stanley Cup final, but I think this is a step in the right direction for the Canucks. I'm just looking at some of these deals. Then you get the Bushnevich kid from the Rangers who was supposed to maybe be one of the pieces that was going in an Eichel deal. Yeah. He goes to St. Louis for Sammy Blay. I like Sammy Blay. Uh, that, <laughs> I like that guy. What's Drury doing? And Drury's like really, really changing things up there, huh? Yeah, big time. Uh no, I like I like Blay though. I, I I think he's I think he's a good hockey player. You know what, Brian? You shot him in the playoffs. He's tough, gritty, fast. A lot of things that I like about that guy. But yeah, man, I, I don't know exactly what what the Rangers are going to do. They, they had some bad luck this year. Let's call it out for what it is. Putin gets involved, and lucky uh, I guess Panarin's lucky that he didn't get poisoned or had some radio frequency waves <laughs> take him over. And next thing you know, he's in a hospital. All he had to do was miss nine games. Oh no, you watch sixty minutes to see those report of those. Americans who go to Russia, they don't come oh. back right. They come back either like brain damage or, you know uh, what I mean, they're vegetables. No, I would, if, 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 <laughs> if Putin offered me a Miller Lite or whatever, the, I don't know what the beer of Moscow is, he offered me like a cold Minsk, I would just pour it right down in the toilet because I'll tell you something, I don't like what's in it. Um, that's the thing. Yeah, the Rangers are an interesting team, though, Brian. Like, it's wild. And then uh, in the draft tonight, it's kind of funny. Their crosstown rival, Hugh, they got two Hughes brothers on the Devils now. He went fourth overall. By the way, yeah, we'll get to the draft here in mm. just a second. Uh, by yeah, the I'm, way, bouncing all, I'm bouncing all over the place. Well, that's, 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 that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's what this is all about. The yeah. funny thing is, uh, I, my buddy Stevie Slapshot, we do Vegas. Hockey. I love Stevie Slapshot. Uh, he's on Vegas Sportsbook Radio on the network. And he and I, you know, we have these debates. You know, sometimes I think he falls in love a little bit with too much with the Golden Knights guys. I'm, mm. I'm a little more callous, right? But I'm like, I'm telling you, Taylor Hall is a rental. You know, boy, he could help me. He goes, oh, I don't want Taylor Hall. I said, I'm not saying sign Taylor Hall for the long. All I'm talking about is a rental because the guy was making $8 million in a one-year deal, and he sat there and took a propane, bro, uh, well, what, a, a butane torch to money playing with the Sabres, and he had a one-month window to impress the Bruins 
And I'm telling you, this guy's the luckiest guy in God Green Earth. He had two goals with Buffalo. He goes, he's impactful with Boston. He's able to put a Band-Aid on a head wound from the $8 million contract. He signs a four-year deal making six per. And the season he had, he was burning money to the point he was going to be making three, four million bucks. But how about that? Guys are motivated when they're playing for money. Exactly. And you, but you know what, Brian? It kind of, it kind of pisses me off, actually. Yeah, when but, I when I when I like like see 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 this is the thing this is the thing so hey, you know what Taylor, you know what if Eichel's hurt how does Taylor Hall not take the team over? Yeah, that's my the point. Bum. He's a Taylor bum. Hall. Taylor Hall is probably the most overrated player in the National Hockey League. Yep, one of them. He's not even that good. We watch in Boston. Sure, he had some points. The guy's a diminishing skill set. He didn't even show up for the Sabers. I don't think he's got a great attitude. I just don't think he talks. You know, he's one of those guys. It's a, hey, sure, Boston, you could do whatever the hell you want to do. And if I'm Buffalo, and it's funny, Brian, as a Leaf fan, I should hate Buffalo. But honestly, I cheer for them after the Leafs because of you and all the good people of Buffalo, New York, and games that I've gone to, even though they told me Seahawks suck and, like, dump beers on me at the Bills game, I really don't care. Because you know what? I, I know what it's like to have a losing team in a losing city year after year after year after year, and it sucks. And you know what? That guy didn't give two rats asses about the Buffalo Sabres. He played like a slug, and he got lucky to get a deal with the Bruins. That's all I got to say about that guy. All right. Then we mentioned on Friday you had the wrist alignment thing. Then it gets eerily quiet for a while, and the guys are getting ready for the draft. And right before the draft, the fuse is lit. Seth Jones goes to Chicago, uh, and Columbus gets back Adam Bokist first and second round picks this weekend a first round pick next year and if the pick is top two it becomes a 2023 first rounder but basically two ones and a two um and Seth Jones is now a Blackhawk I like the deal for both sides. Yeah, maybe. Chicago, I think it's a great move for Chicago. They get rid of Duncan Keith, and then you bring in Seth Jones, one of the best defensive players. They also get the 32nd overall pick. In hockey terms, that could turn out to be a good player. Uh, Six-rounder in 2022, that's digging a little bit deep. But uh, the way I look at this stuff right now, and Columbus gets the stockpile picks, but look at it this way, Brian. The Chicago Blackhawks have a great upside with some of their offensive players, Drabinkit and, and uh, Kane's still good. You know, he's getting older, but he still gets it done. And now you have a world-class defenseman. What was their problem last year? They, their defensemen were like senior citizens. They're sponsored by Allbrand and Metamucil. And they try, though. They try, but they've been through wars. They won Stanley Cups. And you bring Seth Jones in there to the Chicago team, there's a lot to like about Chicago. And they were very gritty. So I'm, if I'm a Blackhawk fan, I'm very encouraged. All right, so those are the big boy deals. Do you want me to tell you who Buffalo drafted? Or are you I saw it. No, I saw it. I a Swedish winger. Yeah. Mr. Rosen? Isaac Rosen. All right, so let's, let's yes. do the draft. Owen Power, the defenseman, goes to Buffalo at number one, 6'6". Six, six. Clearly every rating, scouting system, Bob McKenzie, this one, that one, anybody that wants to talk about it, said, look, He's the best player in the draft. He's big. He's mobile. Uh, some guys, he models his game after Hedman. That's maybe a, certainly unfair. There's some comparisons to him. There's some, as of today, saying, boy, he'd play like Chris Pronger, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. No, Pronger's a killer. Um, so the power goes to Buffalo. He's the best player. And then we'll see how it shakes out. He, may, he says he's going back to Michigan, but. 
You I know think, what, Brian? I think, I think he plays in Buffalo first. If I was a rich man like that guy I meet, your buddy who always never tells me he's got a losing ticket in Vegas, that guy, we would have pooled our money together. It was 10 to 1. I would have definitely bet $1,000 to win 100. Who else was going first in the draft? You don't really get a consensus like that. That's not like 20 or 30 to 1 like they do with Joe Burrow or whatever in the NFL draft. Like who, who, who wasn't going to go but power? It's one of those things that you don't want to risk that type of money to win, but you can't lose, right? There's nobody else. So – the Buffalo Sabres need to start from the back end. You know that. Another thing is with them, they need to be tougher. Tampa Bay, we talk about that series when they went over to Europe and absolutely got killed. Soroka didn't play hockey anymore. Yeah. These guys are coming back bloodied and beaten, basically scared. They, they, the Tampa Bay's were the bull, Lightning were the bullies in the schoolyard. They beat the crap out of Buffalo, stole their lunch money, stole everything. You know what I mean? Like these guys were animals and they destroyed them. They got to get tougher and uh, – that's the thing that I've always wondered about Buffalo. I'm like, if I'm the GM of Buffalo, when you're a hardworking blue collar town, you, yeah. I don't want this team to be a finesse team. They should be like a killing team. Like, you know what I mean? They should be you, more like the you, Lightning. You, you know, when you talk about some of the most popular teams they've had of all times, I mean, they've had cup finalists. They've had good, some good teams that fell just short. Yep. But the team Ted Nolan coached, where they went out I love and fought Ted Nolan. Every, when they fought every night, mm-hmm. the people went bananas. They loved that it, team. All exactly. They, did, they showed up and fought. And – you know, and that's what they have to do. You got to get a culture and stick up for each other. Seattle at number two. Love it. This is a kid, as a Sabres fan, I would have loved to have gotten uh, Matthew Beneers. Beneers is awesome, apparently. I love, though, I love this kid. He's got a good story, too. Like, uh, they were just talking about his family. This kid's really good. Like, good na- like, you know what I mean? Just a heart and soul type of guy. And, no, you got to give it – like, it's early in the draft, but uh, Ron Francis and uh, the Kraken – these guys are doing all the right things, Brian. And we talked about it in the earlier podcast. They have so much money to burn right now. They can, these guys can do so much, right? But that seemed like a no-brainer at uh, number two. But uh, off the board. very happy with him. Bob Murray goes really – I mean, it, it appears off the board. At three, he takes I, Mason, Mason McTavish. The I like that pick. From Peterborough. He was – well, listen, everybody said you had Owen Power and then two through nine, you can do with it, with it whatever you want. Who do you like? And they say this kid's a killer. He's tough. Yeah. No, and that's the thing, Brian. Like, I look at these things, and me and you can attest to this. Say we're ranking these players, okay? There's regular season player and there's playoff player. There's a difference between this guy projected going eight and nine and going three, but you know he has the attitude to be the type of guy to win in playoffs. That's the guy I want. Some of these finesse guys, you see what happens every time in the playoffs, right? No offense to a guy like Eichel. Uh, Matthews getting a little bit better, but still not there yet. Look at Tampa Bay, the killers that they have on that team. Look at the other teams that have gone deep. Boston, the Bergerons, uh, you know what I mean? All these guys. Uh, uh, the, you know who I'm talking about. Marchand, licking the face and stuff. But these guys are killers. <laughs> like This is the thing. They, 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 are, they are guys that when the playoffs come, they step up their game. So I look for intangibles of a guy that even if he's not as skilled, I would rather have a guy with more heart and guts and take him, reach for him a little bit. And I think that's the move at number three. The guy was a stud with the Peterborough Peets, and he'll do all the things. The guy's like a complete hockey player. I don't mind the move at all. By the way, I'm jumping out of here because we're doing this in the middle of the first round. Yeah. Iserman swings for the fences, trades up, gives up a first rounder. And he takes the first goalie of the, gra- the draft. He gets the Sebastian Koska kid. Now, goalies take quite a while. It's ironic. How about Iserman? He gets old Ned to start the uh, weekend, and then he goes and trades up to get 
uh, a goalie, and I thought the Wall State kid was the projected best goalie in the draft. But Eiserman, he could care less, man. He wants somebody, he goes up and gets them. I agree. And the thing is, now look at the Detroit situation. They have goaltenders of the future, right? You got Ned there. Here's the thing. Jonathan Bernier was actually fantastic on a bad team. When I watched that guy play, Brian, I thought he was done. I thought he was one of the worst goal. It's amazing how goaltenders can recreate themselves. And we talked about this with Cam Talbot. When Cam Talbot was with the Calgary Flames, I watched this guy flop around. He was horrible. He let in bad goals. Bernier was awful at one point. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, this guy's a good goaltender now. It's really weird. And goaltending is one of those things you can get it and lose it. It is very hard to be consistently good year after year after year. And that's why you give Vasilevsky, Marc-Andre Fleury credit, you know, all those guys. It's like we talk about with Soros. When we watch UC Soros play, he could be look like the best goalie ever. He makes crazy saves. In other games, you let in like five goals and go, this guy should be playing in the American League. It's hard to stay consistent. But I really like what Stevie Eiserman is doing. I'm telling you, Brian, this Detroit Red Wings team for me is going to be a play on team real soon. We took them at the end of the year when they were getting money against Columbus and all these other teams, and they came through for us. They're going to be a great dog again. Can't wait. Buddy, I keep waiting. You'll appreciate this. Shouldn't there be like about 11 Sutters showing up in one of these drafts at some point? Like all the yeah. grand. <laughs> yeah, that's but, right. Eh? <laughs> right so, so here we go at the number four. How about? the parents of the Hughes kids. Yeah, good, good <laughs> Quinn, DNA. Uh, you think Quinn Hughes lighten it up with the Canucks. Jack Hughes first overall goes to the Devils, and his brother Luke, a slick defenseman, and the reaction was kind of priceless. The brothers going nuts. They're going to get to play with each other. Hugh, Hugh, and I like his attitude. You know, Hughes said, yeah, you can talk about Owen Power all you want, but, you know, watch out for me. So, I mean, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> he's, a, he's an offensive defenseman. That's, you know, that, but that was cool to see the brothers get to play together. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And then wouldn't it be funny if they eventually uh, they get the other brother from Vancouver and they all play on the same team? Like, that, that, that would be cool. But uh, I, what do you think of New Jersey, Brian? This is the whole question with the Devils. They're a team that I remember at the start of the year, me and you were like, you know, they're a hard team to play against, lunch buckets. But when you really break it down, they're only good against New York teams. They play well against the Rangers, Islanders, and sometimes Buffalo. Like, take a look at the rest of their games. It's one of those things I used to always tell me, Cam, bet the Sabres against the Sharks. Just do it. I don't care about the situation. It's just one of those things. And that's the way it is with the Devils and New York teams. But are the Devils going to get any better, Brian? Like, I'm just waiting. Like, it's one of those things – Everyone, I like P.K. Subban personally. I've done TV shows with him and whatever, but when it comes to being a defensive defenseman, he's not. He's an offensive guy. And um, yeah, I'm just uh, waiting. The Devils have a lot of young players. You're, but... ask, you're asking the wrong guy, man. I'm a Sabres fan. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you want me to say? I, I don't, I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just asking your opinion. It's no, on no, you. I don't well, know. The I, Devils, to me, just never get better. They I, never I, get better. I can't shoot holes at the Devils. I'm a Sabres fan. Yeah, that's a good point. You got a lot of holes. Yeah. yeah, but I'm actually encouraged about, you know, if, if you get some of this blood out of here that didn't want to be there and there's some talented young kids, I'm excited for the future. Hope, hope springs eternal. So the bottom line is, Cam, you know, we, we can keep going in the draft, but what purpose does it serve? Nobody knows any of these people. And, yeah. you know, these kids are, you know, at least, wouldn't you say, bare minimum from this point on, at least two years away, more likely three years away, because they're kids. It, but but the funny thing, I asked Kelly McCrimmon this, in, the Golden Knights general manager, in his final media availability before the draft. And if you think about it, 
you know, every year with the draft, it's an uncertain thing. We've already touched on that. But everybody's got a draft board, right? You have central scouting. For the most part, you know, the names are the names. Somebody's going to go off the board and jump up and take some European kid. Or there's going to be a – Iserman just jumps up and takes a goalie. Nobody saw that. But this draft, Cammy, these juniors played significantly less games. The scouts saw them play significantly fewer games in person that I think there's going to be such a disparity in, different, in the team's draft boards. You know, they're going to go, where did that one come from? But you know what, bud? Because the scouting was sketchy at best for this year, you go down the road three years, I mean it. The best player in this draft could come flying out of the third round or a Hall of Famer, you know, because it's just that kind of goofy year. No, I, it's a great point that you bring up. And I will say hockey in comparison to other sports too, it's hard. Like those scouts will go to a game, right? You see a guy and he's on fire one game. How many times, Brian, like we talked about Kovalev, one of the players, like I've never seen a player that could have been the best player in hockey and the biggest dud piece of crap ever because he just didn't try something. When he right? wanted to yes. give a night yes. the best player in the league and then he'd disappear into Casper the Friendly Ghost for a month. That's the thing. So when I'm drafting, it's kind of like what you say. I would rather have a guy that maybe is just slightly not as good as the other guy in the, like, the, the chip, peak game, but he plays consistent. Yes, I want a consistent performer who's angry and can play a two-way game. That's what you need now. All the teams that win the Stanley Cup, why do you get knocked out of the playoffs? Because you're either soft, you don't play defense, and you got bad goaltending. These guys know everybody can, you know, they, they can get up and down. Like, look at the Leafs. Look at the Leafs, right? You look at these guys. Look at the snipers they have on the team. They still can't win. They don't have the toughness. They don't have those guys. You know, Kucherov might be a prick and a slew footer, but he's a damn good hockey player. That's the thing, right? <laughs> Steven Stamkos, know your role. You know what? I got so much respect for Steven Stamkos now. This guy was like the be-all and end-all. All of a sudden, you know, he's not as good. He's like, you want to be more of a role player? Yes, I want to win the Stanley Cup. That's what it takes. And uh, I hate to say it, Brian, but both of our teams are a little bit soft. And that's why, you know what I mean? Like, for me, as a general manager, I'm kind of old school. I, I want tougher guys on my team. I'd rather have a guy that can still play the game, but you know what I mean? Mix it up, not afraid. That's the thing. A lot of these guys that are great, you know, players and whatever, when push comes to shove, when things get real, they can't get the job done. Let me throw in Oliver Stone at you. We'll, we'll kind of wrap this up. Again, uh, Reinhardt and Eichel, the, those big mm -hmm. names sitting there. Uh, Hamilton sitting there. I mean, I, there's going to be some big stuff. It doesn't look like it's tonight. Maybe a lot of this happens tomorrow. And then maybe right before free agency. So this trading frenzy could continue. But I'm going to throw an Oliver Stone one at you. Vegas can't help themselves, right? They're always in on the big fish. Mm -hmm. And, okay, everything Buffalo wanted, they wanted high draft picks tonight. Well, they didn't get them. So now – the plan of attack trades, uh, change, the plan of attack changes for Buffalo. I wouldn't be shocked if Vegas finds a way to do something in that regard. But I'm going to throw this one at you. If Landeskog hits the open market mm -hmm. and he wants $9 million, and supposedly Colorado's offering him six, so they're nowhere near, you know, coming to terms. If Vegas offered Landeskog seven and a half, with no state tax in Vegas, that's damn near $9 bucks. Great point. So this guy, not only 
do you fix the problem? They need help at center. Now you got to trade, you know, Riley Smith, you got to move. He's, you know, is well, you, and you pick up Dolan Patrick, who's got like potential. Okay. Right? But, if, but if you, I'm just saying, they never, they can't help themselves. They're always in no, a big fish. It's but true. If, but if you got him, not only are you getting him, but the reality is you are hurting your main danger for the next four years by taking him away from Colorado and then offer sheets. Nobody does offer sheets. If Colorado keeps Landeskog and overpays for him, that's when somebody swoops in and offer sheets Kale McCarr. Because this, they could the thing, Brian. both. This is the thing. And another thing that works against Colorado, Seth Jones is getting 9.5. What is McCarr worth now? 11? Oh, that's what somebody said. Oh, he's getting 11 or 12? That's what I'm talking about. Like, this is a disaster for Colorado. That deal, like, honestly, Chicago making that move. It's like Colorado is <laughs> sitting there going, oh, God, like, uh-huh. we got to pay McCarr this and Landis Cog could go. No, they got the, the, the Colorado Avalanche. This is, this is trying times. Like, they're a good hockey team, but you is better play your cards right. It's amazing how those, you know, those contracts, when you miss, you mess yourself. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it, all the different tentacles it has, again, one, one last little thing on the Sabres. I mean, idiotic move. He had 40-goal season, but you give Jeff Skinner $9 million bucks. Okay, it's a horrible contract. Maybe with the new coach, the guy, he's not the train wreck that he's been, but he's not worth $9 bucks. But here's Sam Reinhardt, you know, pushing 30 goals going, wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. He, he's getting nine. I want that. And then, so what happens? He says, I want out. Exactly. You know what I mean? These contracts. Kale McCarr, man, I'm telling you, if you're Colorado, it's not a good day. Like if me and you were Colorado GMs right now, we're sitting there like not drinking, having a cigar in celebration. We're actually like bringing off the Ricoloft, lighting matches, flammable, <laughs> and going, what the hell are we going to do with Kale uh, McCarr? What are we going to do with Landeskog? Well, hey, <laughs> they got to pay McCarr now. If, if Seth Jones, no offense, I love Seth Jones, but Kale McCarr, it's, it's 11 and a half, 12 now. So good, enjoy that, Colorado. But if, if anybody was ever going to swing for it with an offer sheet, I mean, he's the one, especially if Landis Gug gets the dough there. But I don't know. I, I think Landis Gug may actually hit the market here. I, I think, you know, uh-huh. gonna, I don't know how they figure it out. Watch out for Vegas. Somewhere along the way here, these guys are always laying in the weeds like a viper. They are. Yeah. They, they didn't have much uh, teeth against Montreal there, Brian, but they still are a very dangerous snake. And if they, you said it, if they can do some things and, well, and the lock owner, the boat and worry and, and make Colorado, you know, pick up one of their assets, that's a problem. Well, the owners, the owners got the venom. He's like, go for it. Now you, yeah. you got to get the right guys. All right. Good stuff. It's been a whirlwind week. It's been a fun hockey season. The light the lamp podcast. And uh, by the way, I know we have a listener, the lovely Rhonda gets alerts when they put this thing up. <laughs> She she, she she enjoys the show. <laughs> she, she, well, no, she, she, you make her laugh. Uh, I got I mean, the worst I make her jokes. cry. You make yeah. her laugh. <laughs> I'll tell you something, Brian. I, I don't want to rip a company, but let's just say uh, I went to a, 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 a food, fast food uh, pizza chain that's very, very popular. I uh, got the pizza and wings. The wings were so small. and just, like I've been craving wings like with you, the place that you take me to in Vegas. Where I was so disappointed. I wrote an email, a scathing email. A guy from corporate's calling me. Like he's wow. like, I, like I'm meeting the big wig now. I go this pizza. Oh, wait a minute. I go, maybe maybe I, yeah, you get yeah. wings for life or something. Yeah, no, I go this pizza was cold. It sucked. Your wings were so small. They were flavorless. I'm sick. 
I go, I paid 40 bucks for this crap. This is a joke. Like, I, I went wild and they're like, hey, Mr. Stewart, is there anything we can do to make you happy? I go, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah you better be. Life. Yeah, and I want them to be plumper and next time bring the damn blue cheese, you idiots. I asked for sauce. <laughs> forgot it. I hate oh, that. I, hey, man, the, you're the Canadian Better Business Bureau. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well Thank done. you, Brian. Yeah, no, I, just, I had to. You know me and wings. Like, I take it personally more than anything. If you don't give me a good wing, I got a problem. Hey, listen, it's a fun hockey season. Yep. Uh, when Andrew Torres did the show with us uh, during the season, you and I, we love doing this. It's always good fun. Uh, if anything, you know, outlandishly outlandish happens, we'll pop another uh, podcast out. But not yep. much of a break, buddy. I mean, October 12th, I think, is the opener, uh, Seattle and Vegas. By the way, there's a number up already. Out of curiosity, I'll let you make the number. I, I knew what I'd have made it. I'm curious what you – Seattle's opening game against the Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena, October 12th. Okay. What would I make it? Yeah. Vegas uh, 320. Wow. Okay, I mean, we'd have put a good number up. I said 260. What is it? It would open 280. It's been bet up to three. Exactly, brother. So, you know, we, we, this is not our first rodeo. No, no, It'll be no, 320, three, 340 by game time. It was three to, and the total six. <laughs> so Actually, I, like the, I probably like the over. Vegas might get five, five or six themselves, right? Don't you think? Uh, yeah, I, hey, I, I think Seattle. But you said Seattle's got to play a defensive system to be in game. So yeah, we'll see how that first, how first out. night. First night, though. I mean, yeah. it could be goofy. That's Anywho, true. All right. So. Cam, you're all over the network. You do great stuff. Uh, I know you do the updates. Oh, no, no, you're on One Cam. quick thing here. One quick okay. thing. I don't know what's going on, but these golf cappers that like, I don't want to, I never like beat my drum or do anything like that, but I'm going to tell you something again. I don't know what's going on and please don't let it ever end. Brian, our picks for this tournament were boss hog, bull, bull hog, a hundred, whatever to one. The guy's in second place. Johnny Vegas, 71. He's in second place. Me and Morenci took Chez Reeves in second place. Like we got literally Brian again, like five out of the top six guys on the leaderboard. Like, please but, let this thing uh, cash. Please. Right, everybody, let me tell you. Okay. One good turn deserves another. Cause we've had so many runner up finishes. I got yeah. in a, I had the good fortune to get in with a bunch of guys, uh, a pool in Vegas. And first time I was involved with this picked ninth in the draft. First pick, I got Louis Oosthuizen. Beautiful. Second and third picks, I get Victor Hovland and Sergio Garcia. Strong. And the last pick of the draft, I get Mackenzie Hughes. See? Canadians, now, but, Canadians but helping a, American friends, yeah, yeah, cashing but, in. But, Cam, no. That's not, the story is I've got a story to tell my granddaughter that Sergio Garcia actually came through for somebody. He shot, <laughs> he shot a 66 on Sunday. We yeah, won. he played good. That's great. And Mackenzie Hughes actually ended up beating Corey Connors. Like, he finished that tournament great. Great picks by you. Well, great love, picks. I love the golf. Well, hey, by the way, the golf, don't sleep on this. I At first, I always poo-pooed it, but it's awesome now. The FedEx Cup playoffs are terrific, and the mm -hmm. Ryder Cup, buddy. Ryder Cup's going to be good. Season. Yeah, we're going to start doing some golf podcasts, too. Hockey season, yeah, we're, we're, we're at the end of the rope, Brian, but let's just keep the winners going, buddy, and then uh, we can afford that trip once they open that damn border. All right, I invite you to check out Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Two, uh, I lose track of time, two to four yeah. Eastern. Well, because I live in the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. 11, and to, I'm on, 11 uh, to 1 Pacific. And you're yeah, everywhere. and I do updates with, with Pharrell, four to six, and then me and Gabe Morenci, game time decisions in game live, 
6 to 9 p.m. And, uh, yeah, this weekend, Brian, I'm also on in-game live at uh, oh, good 4 to do some uh, more uh, live okay. golf bets well, and other stuff. It never ends. This podcast will never end. We've started. <laughs> I mean, right now we're kind of a little, like, it's, it's playing. Not a set time yet because it's summertime and vacation. Mm-hmm. And holidays, but we're going we're, once the set times come in. But we're doing a college football edition. Beautiful. On Friday nights of Vegas Sportsbook Radio, leading into kickoff on Saturdays. And we're doing an NFL version on Saturday nights uh, on the NFL on the Sports Grid Radio Network in Sirius 204. Excellent. Lots of cool stuff coming up, my friend. You're the best. It's been a fun hockey season. Uh, thank you, Cami. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, Pally. You too. Blessing. Tell Rhonda I said hi, and I hope you guys uh, can enjoy better wings and pizza than I had tonight. Say hi to the lovely Lisa. I will. I will. <laughs> Put a lid on it for the last time. <laughs> 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 <laughs>